Radio, Truett News Radio. Listen to us on Truett News Radio. All right. How are you, John? Tired. Oh. John's been working this week, man. Yeah, John's always working. That may be the hardest working man in town. He's pulling triple triple shifts. That's that's nine squared. Well, we appreciate you know. getting this going uh, this morning. Uh, thanks for listening in. This is uh, I'm going to say it's the best hour in Alabama. Well, it, it true at News Radio. Just ask us. Yeah, we'll tell you without yeah, a doubt. That's right. Huge stuff going on today. It's going to be fun. Uh, Jennifer Chandler is calling in. Yeah, for sure. Uh, storied background, yeah. uh, but is working with Vulcan, who's got a birthday coming up. Yeah, happy birthday, Vulcan. Yeah, we'll be getting into that and uh then uh, amber rebold with uh yes. next level chef yeah that was sure. uh, the tv show uh, she'll be calling in too out of texas yeah that's gonna be fun yeah uh, that's gonna be good man we went to the jawbone jam the other night we sure did we jammed with the jawbone yeah we got there early and uh they had a pretty good crowd going uh they we really didn't get did. to, we didn't get to stay super late but no. uh uh, Leland up there singing a little bit. Who yeah. knew? Who knew he had it in him? His band Turd Ferguson with their big hats and whatnot. But yeah, they uh, played some old driving and crying. They uh, they had some good stuff. They played. Yeah, on that the fun set. thing to me about it was uh, you didn't realize he had long hair. Every time you've seen him, he's been in a hat. That's exactly right. That's true. He he had a hat on, and I, I thought he was high and tight. And all of a sudden, I looked and I saw a fellow with longer hair. Says that Leland? And yeah. It is. So, well, man, yeah. we ran into Justin Armstrong, our sales guy. Justin's a good dude, and sure uh, and he uh, let us have a beer on his tab. We thought about yeah. buying the entire bar of beer on him. Yeah, but uh, but we didn't do that. No, we didn't do it. No, we didn't. Didn't yeah, punish we, him like that. No, no. But that was that was kind. Yeah, it was it was a fun time and uh, good money raised for. Uh, th- Three hots and a cot. Uh, yeah, they yeah. did, and uh, I forgot the other one, but uh, they're all veteran uh, charities. Uh, you know, great timely just support. Before Memorial yeah, Day. absolutely, right, right for sure. Uh, Van still, we got. Uh, we're a little. Uh, I don't want to say bummed today, but uh, we had to reschedule. Uh, yeah. Daryl Johnson was going to be on today, but they had a scheduling conflict, kind of last minute. So, yeah. uh, Moose. Uh, I was yeah. looking forward to talking with him. I, well, I was too, and and yeah, that was a disappointment. For but sure. uh, but I tell you what, man, we stepped up and got Jennifer, so uh, we yeah. traded up, baby. Well, and I told them we would do it, so let's promote it. I mean, that, so they've got four games as always. This today, is the Stallions, yeah. or the USFL. Yeah. So uh, today at eleven o'clock, the New Jersey Generals and the Tampa Bay Bandits take them take each other on eleven o'clock. It should be a beautiful day. So. Yeah. And then uh, at at eight o'clock p.m. I mean, that many hours later, uh, the Breakers and the Panthers, Novos Panthers, uh, they're going to take on each other. And then in the morning, or excuse me, tomorrow at one o'clock p.m. So go to church, get a get a lunch real quick, and then head out to Protective, where your Birmingham Stallions will take on your Pittsburgh Maulers. Listen, Jace is going to be a little conflicted in that. That's yeah. his plus one. Yeah. It uh, my plus one's awful. The uh, Michigan Panthers, yeah. uh, you know, in fact, they chopped the number one pick in the USFL draft, Shea Patterson. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then he gets picked up. Uh, I can't remember even New, who Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans. And then they're right. going to play each other this That's week. Right. So yeah, uh, he yeah. may be the starting quarterback now so there's for, some, against the other team. There's some drama there. Yeah, he must have sure. gone from like the the third floor to the fifth floor at the Sheraton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's got to exactly. be a little awkward. Yeah, that, that well, that's true. That's a good point. Kind of the layers that are beneath this. Uh, the stars take on the Houston Gamblers, who were my plus one only because I know a couple of the coaches on the Houston Gambler staff uh, that Philadelphia Stars play the Gamblers at five o'clock tomorrow so that's that's the lineup with the USFL go check them out and again if you're listening and you're part of the USFL we'd like to have you on that's well for sure. I, man the other thing uh, that I thought was kind of neat they had an article in the paper that about uh, Jamar Smith the quarterback yeah and, uh, Bo Scarborough 
uh, played at Alabama that uh, they were they go out to breakfast all the time. Yeah. It's another example, though. All these people are in town, For and sure. they're, they're going places, spending money. Uh, but uh, they were naming off uh, Eagles and Fife's and uh, the Magic City Grill down there yeah. and other places that are, are places their they like places to, to hit. Yeah, they yeah. go in early, so if you want to catch some of them, go there. <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, World Sam, Games, yes. uh, tickets are on sale uh, July 7th through the 17th. And uh, Jay Caston, who was on the other week, the COO, uh, he had a picture of the uh, one of the sumo guys. And, yeah. Uh, you get the comparison to see how big those guys actually are <laughs> next to kind of a normal human being. Yeah, so, for sure. Uh, it's interesting. Also, uh, the XFL is coming back. You know, The Rock uh, apparently owns that. Yeah, uh, which interesting. is kind of cool. But uh, they uh, and I think are they still in the lawsuit? Somebody sued them about the the logo. Said it was too close to theirs. But uh, hadn't heard any more on that. But they uh, actually struck a television deal. This was I think like two weeks ago now. But yeah. ESPN and Disney are going to do all of their games. Assuming the league lasts from 2023 to 2027, so yeah. that's 43 games a season will either be on ABC, ESPN, or FX. So. And curious, uh, 43 games is exactly how many games the USFL yeah. is playing. So uh, you know that's uh, Fox and NBC have the USFL in their 43 games, and now Disney and ESPN, who I think are all owned together, right? Uh, ABC, ESPN, FX will have 43 games of the XFL. So looks like it'll be a spring league versus spring league yeah. here coming up next uh, 2023. Well, uh, the the Birmingham Legion we got a game coming up on June 8th. It's the next home game. Yeah. So uh, put, you might make sure to put that on the calendar as well. Uh, uh, how, by the way, that's against that Memphis 901 FC, the football yeah. club. That that's the uh, the team that that group, the the Birmingham uh, England soccer fans decided just spontaneously that they hated Memphis 901 because I think that's Birmingham Legion's biggest rival. Yeah. So there will be some fans potentially in Birmingham, England, who are going to take a, a, a particular interest in this June 8th matchup. Uh, venomous. Yeah. yeah about yeah, yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, man, the Hangout Festival uh, had big rave reports on yeah. that. Uh, they had 133 arrests, though, which uh, I think were mostly well. kind of minor uh, incidents down there, you know, probably some underage drinking and whatnot. But uh, from so. all reports, it uh, was a huge success again. Yeah, and yeah. the first time they've had that in a while. And uh, tons going on down there, man. Memorial Day is on us. Yes, Memorial Day is on us. Tons of good stuff. Uh, somehow you or I, neither one, are going anywhere. So yeah. uh, we're here. But lots of people are at the beach. Man, lots of people are at the beach. But I saw this thing. This uh, I guess you say it. Is it sargassum? Sargassum. Yeah, the a seaweed, kind of seaweed is coming in like by the acre Yeah, down there. I've never. Uh, I guess maybe I have seen something like it. I don't remember it. But uh, they said the seaweed. I mean, it is just covering the beach i know yeah. uh, gulf shores and i guess orange beach maybe down to pensacola well, i looked in it and it's interesting i didn't see any indication that navarre beach or pensacola or panama city or destin have it so and 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 curiously it didn't seem to be hitting the atlantic coast and so uh i did look up that area and and saw a couple of hits from 2021 and 2019 so i guess they they do these are big sheets as you point out of, uh, of seaweed and and what's worse is it, it rots and it smells yeah bad when, when it, it washes up and uh, they got machinery down there trying to to pick it up to get it off the beach because I mean, of it's, all weekends. it's literally tons of it and it's just yeah, bad Day, timing yeah. down there but uh other than that, it should be like a glorious weekend oh, on the beach. Sure. I mean, it looks like the weather's really oh, uh, cooperating this time. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I never really thought about, uh, you know, like as a city expense, though, you having to go out. And then what do you do with it once you package it oh, up? Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. Because it's so much. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, man, congrats and everybody be safe that's, uh, that went down to the beach. And uh, 
Uh, we were talking the other day. I bet the uh, Sandest and Hilton is covered up. Oh, there's no question. I, I already have. I have a friend. Uh, is that still the hot place to go? Oh, or? I think so. Yeah, the whole yeah. Sandestin area. Yeah, for sure. It's adult spring break down there. I have a friend, Anna, Anna Rusevich from Croatia, and I think she's leading a charge of folks from Birmingham. And uh, uh, But I think half the city is probably there that's within that particular age. So, uh, yeah, it, it, that's, uh, that's an interesting place to be if you're not a uh, – um, in that particular category, I always thought if you're if you're with a family with small kids in Memorial Day and you yeah. happen to pun Sandestin, yeah. bless your heart. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great point. But uh, hey, uh, our Truett News Radio alum Jennifer Andrews, I saw yeah. had posted all this, but she said, uh, "Congrats to Wyatt Pugh, who's with the city of Homewood. He was named the Code Official of the Year for the state of Alabama." Well, how about that? Yeah, man, way to go, Wyatt. Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, well, I wonder what a Code Official is. I don't know what a Code Official is, uh, uh, but I'm glad he's the, the he's literally of the year in the whole state. That's great. Ben, another thing from the beach uh that i I thought was pretty interesting this uh, i guess you say this is coastal coastal Coastal? yeah but it's Uh, al for alabama yeah it's a new development going in down uh at orange beach john mcginnis uh who they own the floor of bama and i think uh that's the same family that has uh, mcginnis construction uh down in that area too but uh they are are doing this new thing it's a partnership with the city of orange beach but i think it's right on it's like a kind of a retail restaurant deal right on the beach there in in orange beach well that's interesting yeah that's good well that's that's a higher best use man more stuff happening down there but uh the pet vet uh and animal hospital in vestavia is moving that's been a long time oh yeah spot and uh they're going down the hill to where the progress bank and the cool corner sandwiches is oh is that right yeah have you been to cool corner no i haven't but I, i know it's gotten rave reviews yeah, man, you want a Cuban sandwich, go into that place. I, they moved over from Atlanta years ago, and um, I, I'm not sure if the man is is still alive or not, but he was like 90-something when he moved here that owns it. Oh, and a great wow. story. And every time you went, uh, he's in there. The last couple of times I've been, I hadn't seen him, so yeah. I hope all's well. But yeah. a great story and a really good sandwich, so get in there. Um, how about Nashville? And the, We've had this on the list for a couple of weeks, and yeah. we hadn't talked about it, but uh, – Talking about real estate, yeah. Um, holy cow, man! The, uh, Dirks Bentley's Whiskey Row, um, you know the bar up there. He's got it's like a five story building, twelve thousand yeah. square feet, or it's a four story building actually, yeah. but twelve thousand square feet. But that thing sold for thirty point five million dollars. Yeah. Um, now the bar's staying in it, so it's it's I'm sure a good tenant. But somebody paid over thirty million dollars for twelve thousand. That's a record. Uh, for commercial stuff up there, twenty four hundred dollars yeah. a square foot. That's a that that's is a lot. That's a that's a dang pocket full of change right there. Well, what's crazy about it is that is. I mean, it's it's an incredible amount of money, and it's right there on Broadway. It's prime commercial real estate, particularly for a bar in the city of Nashville. But I can't help but to think twelve thousand four hundred square feet, thirty million dollars, more than five times that amount was what somebody is apparently going to pay for some unit at 111 57th Avenue for a residential spot in New York City yeah. on the 82nd floor above Central Park. I just can't get over the the, the, the numbers of those prices. And, you know, we, we were talking about that real estate, and it got me interested. Uh, I looked up Georgia well, and Alabama, right? Well, we talked about it the other night. I just saw an article that kind of uh, spurred this on, and in, in, uh, it may have just been Nashville, but it may have been in Tennessee. But either yeah. way, the uh, the – the, the big or whatever the most expensive house for sale in Tennessee is yeah. like fifty nine million dollars, yeah, which is still astounding. I mean, it's yeah. astounding. And number. even if some land, I don't know how much yeah. land went with it, but even if some land went with it, that's oh wow. Yeah, well, there's a place called Chestnut Hall in Sandy Springs, uh, uh, Georgia. That's the most expensive real estate on the market right now in Georgia, as best I could tell. Chestnut Hall, seventeen thousand seven hundred and seventy six square feet, 
Seven bedroom, 11 bath, two kitchens. It has an estate manager's house that has four bedrooms, three baths, a pool house that adds another bedroom. That place is on the market for $48 million, which breaks down to $2,700 square f- uh, dollars per square foot, which is actually higher even than that Nashville uh, Dirks-Bentley thing. $48 million. And in, in Alabama, as best I could tell, and I have to say I, I didn't check the, uh, the most current date stamp, but it was a place in Muscle Shoals off of Lake Wilson. And uh, it's 81 acres, has a resort-style pool, two guest cottages. The main house is 18,000 square feet, six bedroom, 10 bath, four half baths. That place is $15 million, which sounds more like what a I deal. would expect, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a deal, but it's incredible. $48 million is the highest in, uh, in Georgia, and $15 million is the highest in Alabama, and $169 million is the highest in, in New York. And we'll remind you, what was it, $295 million was the highest in California. It's just crazy. Well, you know, I mean, just in my life, I remember when I got out of school, uh, you know, where, like, the Hollywood section of Homewood is over yeah, there. I mean, yeah. really nice houses and all, but uh, I looked at a house not long after I got out of school. I mean, it might as well have been $15 million yeah, if they yeah, didn't have right. it. But I want to say one of those houses – was like it was either like eighty six thousand dollars or, or oh, wow. maybe ninety two thousand yeah. dollars. But I remember thinking, oh, these gosh. people are out of their mind. Yeah. They are never going oh, to get if this. If only you would have picked up that oh, house. Oh, jeez, I bet that house is probably a million four, oh, wow. something like that. No but uh, yeah, just the escalation of these prices though uh, is a, just amazing and kind of fun to watch. Oh yeah, and and, and that people will go buy it. Yeah, no, nobody no, will no. get it. Hey, uh, man, I saw this article on Eat This, Not That, which I always love looking at. Oh, yeah, but, uh, for sure. Five outdated burger chains making a comeback. Oh, yeah. Well, which ones are they? Well, Friendly's. I don't think I've ever I've been never to a heard Friendly's. Of that. I'd heard of it, but I'd, I have no idea. I thought it yeah. went out in like the 50s or something. But I've they never said heard they're of coming it. back. Yeah. Crystal. Yeah. They, and I stopped by the new fries. are making an impact. Yeah, you guys, uh, you, you, you endorsed that. Yeah, one. man. Crystal. Uh, now, did they redo the inside where you were? No, nah, it looked like crystal. Yeah, yeah, it looked, uh, yeah, it yeah. looked like crystal, oh, and uh, it was. Uh, but, they, but apparently, they're making the effort on the food and the yeah, sides. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, it is emerged from bankruptcy. So uh, we'll see how that all goes. Yeah. But uh, making it come back, steak and shake. Yeah, uh, they with, have a new one in Hoover. I say it's new. It's probably ten years old now. When it opened, you would have thought it was Six Flags. I mean, it literally yeah. people around the block waiting to get a steak and shake. But I, I don't know how well it's done. I yeah, I have no idea. But they're apparently growing Fuddruckers. At uh, do you see where they're coming? back to the gallery yeah but, but, and it was an original tenant down there i remember did you see where it's going in the gallery no in the food court oh is it really yeah uh it used to have a standalone site yeah. out there and i remember those were always at the beach yeah uh, was what is they when still I was have that big one up. near destin yeah. did they really oh yeah uh, i remember that was always a big beach stop when yep. you were down there but then i thought they all kind of went away but uh yeah that's interesting that that one that has made it all that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's made it all that time. Well, you know, it has like live alligators and stuff outside. I mean, it's sort of a a destination place to go. It's not just a little restaurant. Well, the other one, A and W, those were big out west. Weren't yeah. They? Well, I just always think of A and W root beer, but yeah, it was. It. I think you're right. Like I associate it with Route 66. Whether that's true, I don't know. Yeah. So I mean, those like you grew up in Colorado. They you didn't see those everywhere. I don't recall us having an A and W in Colorado. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh, interesting yeah. stuff. Uh, what else we got here, man? On May 28. That's what? today, 1937. The Golden Gate Bridge opened to vehicular traffic. Good. Heavens. I wonder how many they projected would go across it then. Uh, uh, I don't know. Man, I, I love, I love, here's my story on the Golden Gate Bridge. We go out there, uh, Joanne's brother used to live out in Northern California, which, uh, by the way, I always, I never guess I looked at a map, but I always yeah. uh, thought San Francisco was Northern California, but 
He lived in Eureka, and that's like five hours from San Francisco, and you're oh, wow. still like an hour from Oregon. But it's up with the redwoods and all that. But anyhow, yeah, yeah. when we got out there, you know, we land, and um, it uh, we you know immediately got a car, and uh, I think we stayed a night in San Francisco. But then you got a car, and you went up to see him for a few days. Yeah. Uh, but I, I will never forget, like, got the car driving across the Golden Gate Bridge and thinking, God, this is just a life moment, of, oh, you know, bucket oh, list. I'm I know driving across. I know it's coming. It's incredible. So we go to we go see him, and we come back a few days later to actually, like, do the sightseeing in San yeah, Francisco. Yeah. And we got on one of those hop-on, hop-off hop bus tour yeah, things. Yeah. And, man, every route had to go over the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> and so you do that enough, it's like, if I have to go over this dang bridge one more time, yeah, man, yeah. I, you know, for God's sake, there's yeah. got to be another way. I hate this thing. So. I, I remember going over it, uh, and, and it was just a, a beautiful view, uh, and didn't realize coming back, you know, thought, well, we'll take some pictures, you know, as we come back over it, and, and didn't realize, you know, fog there means that there's not always a fantastic yeah. view off of that bridge, and I think we learned that the hard way coming back. And kind of cold up there, <laughs> by the way. Uh, interesting about San Francisco, uh, yesterday in 1907, <clears throat> the bubonic plague broke out in yeah. San Francisco. I don't think you want that. No, 1907. Now, here's what's funny to me. Bubonic plague seems to be in that category <laughs> of diseases that includes botulism. Yeah. And I only recently, like, you know, within the last couple of months, understood that botulism is basically Botox. Botox yeah. is botulism it placed within the face of individuals. Putting and I thought that that was a deadly disease we were trying to control. Nah. Apparently I mean, not. I mean, no, apparently it does good stuff for yeah. you. Maybe I need some. I don't know. I don't know. Well, the Truett Insurance and Bonding Hotline. Yes. We're we're going to get going. Yeah, could be yours. Jennifer, Jennifer. Jennifer Chandler. Good morning. Hey, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing good. super good. We're really excited to have you join us. Yeah. Thank you. It's an honor. And, and we thank you for the uh, last minute uh, deciding you'd come on and share with us some uh, information about yourself and the Vulcan. Yeah, it's uh, well, I'm going to give a little bit of background. Yeah, dude, uh, please. We do. were uh, uh, I was talking with our friend Paul DeMarco and uh, he was going to call and then selflessly said, uh, you need to talk to Jennifer uh, with working with Vulcan Park up there and they have a big birthday coming up. So, Jennifer, tell us about that. And then we're going to talk about you some. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, thank you, guys. Um, Vulcan, as you know, the big man up on Red Mountain is going to turn 118 years old. Wow. 118. Wow. Yep, 118 in June 5th. We're going to have a big celebration from 1 to 5 p.m. Um, it's going to be free bluebell ice cream and cookies for kids and all kinds of special guest appearances from Mirabelle, Captain America. Of course, Vulcan, our, our um, V, our mascot, he'll be there. Um, we're going to have music and um, GameStop World Games is going to be there. There'll be 15 vendors with activities for kids and everything from mood walks to rush climbing walls and animal encounters, face painting, and it's just lemonade, um, sweet, fun, you know, the cotton candy stuff and snow cones. It's just going to be a fun Sunday family day. A veritable there. carnival. Well, my, fir my first question is, do you have to be a kid to get the bluebell yeah, and right. the cookies? Right. <laughs> Well, bring your ID and we'll talk. All right. Well, you know we've actually we've actually talked a pretty decent about, uh, amount about Vulcan up here on our show over the time, and so yeah. I, I, some nice lady sent us some information on it a while back uh, to my office because we were had some questions about it. So, uh, but in the in the history of it, I was telling Brock. Brock, you know, grew up out uh, out in Colorado, so. 
I had read somewhere, you know, when uh, Vulcan was originally built, it was for the World's Fair. Yeah. But then when they brought him back, you know, he was kind of laying. I, I can't remember if he was in pieces or they didn't really know what to do with it. But then they put him back together, and like the state he was like, yeah, he was yeah. like an advertising deal, and he was holding a pickle uh, or he was holding <laughs> whatever it was to sell. Uh, is that any of that true? And it's, some of that is true. I mean, Vulcan um, was born in 1904, and he was our Birmingham's our city's entry into the St. Louis World's Fair yeah. to um, tell the world that we were a thriving industrial city. And um, he did come back to Birmingham, and uh, it took a while for him to be his become his majestic self again <laughs> up there. On now he's been renovated and. Um, you can go up to the top and look over the whole city. Uh, we have a museum at up there um, at, on top of Red Mountain as well. So it's the only really comprehensive historic museum of our city. And uh, we've got a walking trail, a two-mile walking trail up there. There's something for everybody for sure. And um, I wanted to let you know that the, the birthday bash tickets are $8 for adults and $6 for, for kids. Um, children 5 to 12 are free. Or, I mean, under 12 are free. Um, so, um, anyway, it's just going to be a great, great, um, weekend for everyone. But yeah, Vulcan, he kind of, well, he's not, he kind of, he is the symbol of our city. Oh, he, for sure. He represents our past, our present, and our future, and kind of points the way to things that we can all become. And especially for kids, you come up there and get a chance to look out over the city for the first time and see what a beautiful place we live in. Well, it really is nice. Uh, I mean, it really is pretty. If you catch a pretty day up there, there, there may not be a better spot in oh, town. Oh, my gosh. You know? Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, since since it was re, uh, the park was redone however many years ago that's been. But uh, also, uh, one, if you haven't been up there, go do it. And I, oh, yeah. And I saw an article we're going to talk a little bit about, too, like just tourism in general is up uh, in Birmingham and in, uh, in the county. But, uh, you know, I would think that's kind of a must stop for people coming to town um you know oh, yeah. but, but again if you haven't been and they have a great event space up there too that if uh you know for weddings and corporate meetings and yeah, that kind of sure. thing you're absolutely right that electro room is available for people to um to do special events and when we vulcan is just a happy place i mean there there are people getting married there people getting engaged there birthday parties anniversary parties there's uh corporate um and civic meetings that we have up there all the time and people planning great things for our city i'm, I'm telling you the kids enjoy rolling down those big green hills as much as anything um yeah you might catch, could catch me doing that when not there's not a lot of people there yeah you know it's uh i may try that after having some ice cream next week yeah yeah right you, you, may, or, may, or, you may or may not have done that uh, yesterday afternoon is that what i'm hearing <laughs> listen y'all i wanted to tell you too that we have a specialty tag for your car that's going to be available for free oh. for the first 1,000 people who sign up for it. And oh. you can go on our on our website, visitvulcan.com, and sign up. You just pre-commit. All you have to do is write your, you know, put add your name, your address, your tag number, and you'll get the um, information when we get the first 1,000 signatures. We're going to produce this tag, and it's a really handsome-looking tag with Vulcan on it. You can – it's um, – Go on the website and check it out. And when you come to Birthday Bash, you can certainly sign up there if you like to as well. Well, it's uh, we got that down, and uh, that's going to be fun for next weekend. So, uh, you know, everybody come join us out there. That'll yeah. be fun. Yeah, we're, we're, excuse me. We're with, uh, we're with Jennifer Chandler with the Vulcan. And as she's pointed out, go to Vulcan.com and definitely sign up for this new tag and get all the information it's about Vulcan. next week. 
What was it? What was that? VisitVulcan.com. Oh, VisitVulcan.com. Yeah. I'm glad that we said that. Okay, VisitVulcan.com. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to give the wrong website because no. uh, just to, to interject here, I remember yeah. I was looking for some uh, some new furniture one time. And there was a store down in Hoover with this name, but I went to uh, leathercreations.com, oh, yeah, and it was not yeah, furniture. Yeah, 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 right. There. Well, that's true. It's something that's, <laughs> yeah. that has shaken me to this day was on that site. Yeah, so that's visitvulcan.com, visitvulcan.com. And again, you can go to sign up for uh, interest in the tag, which will lead to it being created in the first 1,000, get it free. But I was curious, you said it was $8 for adults, $6 for children. And I guess I'm going to guess some of that goes, or maybe most of that goes towards just the operating budget. I mean, it is a part that's got to fund itself. Is that correct? You are so correct. And we are a nonprofit 501c3, and we um, are so thankful to the community for supporting us. And we, we're raising money to bring you the educational programs that we have, the field trips for kids, the museum that we have right now. Uh, it's um, a bottling exhibit, the history of soft drinks in the, in the Magic City. Oh, wow. Up there in the Lynn Gallery, and um, also the walking trails we keep nice for everyone we've got a lone pine mine down there which was active back in the day that you can go check out and see how we got our start so uh we just and keeping the grounds beautiful like they are so yes um the admission fees all go go towards helping us keep the park beautiful and open from 10 to 10 year round except for major holidays so um, it's it's a wonderful place to go and spend a time with some fa- with your family. Well, the uh, uh, the park absolutely is you know is Fantastic is one of the yeah, treasure of the yeah. city and all that. But uh, Jennifer, you yourself are a treasure of the yeah, city. That's yeah, right. so uh, we're going to talk about you a little bit too. You've uh, you know fascinating background. Uh, you're an Olympic gold medalist. Uh, we were just sitting here talking about the uh, the Olympics in the seventies. Yeah, you know, but uh, this was seventy two, right? 72. In Montreal, seventy six in Montreal. Oh, seventy six. Yeah, okay. we were. I remember. Uh, I remember that was the the Sugar Ray Leonard Olympics, and yeah. uh, was that Bruce Jenner Olympics? It was. It was Bruce Jenner and Nadia Comaneci. The first time a yeah. Yeah. Got first. in the games, and yeah, it was. They were beautiful games. It was uh, right after the seventy two games were in Munich, and that's when we had a tragedy happen. Yeah. So the Montreal a really beautiful, beautiful experience. Yeah, boy, I bet that was. And now you you were you were a diver, correct? Right. I medaled in three meter springboard diving, and I just turned seventeen about three weeks before I got oh, there. Wow, so. good man! Heaven. That had to be that had to be uh, awesome. But at seventeen, did you realize how awesome that was? Well, I I did actually, and I've spent years and years and years dreaming about it and trying to get there. And then when I got there, I've spent almost the entire time trying to talk myself out of thinking that I was really there. Like, oh, wow. It's the same time, the same 10 dimes. Don't freak out. I was trying not to freak out. The time <laughs> I, was there. I bet. Yeah, I bet. Good heavens. But you were able to, you were able to swallow it all and pull it off and win the gold medal in the springboard. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. What, what dive did you do? Or, or I guess it would be multiple dives. Well, it was the three right? meter. Yeah. But I mean, but yeah, yeah but you're not just diving, diving. Yeah, she's doing flips and whatnot. What do you do? You remember what you did? Oh yeah, I mean, gosh, guys, I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Touche on that. Uh, so yeah, so. we did we did ten different dives. Um, so we, I did front two and a half, back two and a half, gainer two and a half, back two and a half twister. Lot these all a lot of the same dives that you're seeing on TV now. Oh wow! The only difference would be that the um, the springboard has has 
improved to the point that just about every dive I did has another flip or a twist on it, which oh, wow. is a little bit insane. But they're just going higher. Yeah. I mean, the board is doing more work. Wow. So, um, yeah, I mean, I wanted to make sure that that was the case. I called my coach, and he confirmed that. <laughs> how did, it's the how board. Did, how did you uh, initially get into that? Mountain Brook Swim and Tennis Club on Oleads Road. No kidding. My about mom that? joined the swim team. We, 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 joined that, um, we joined that club, and I joined the swim team, and um, basically didn't get out of the water for 13 years. My coach was Carlos de Cubas. He was the Cuban swimming Olympic diving coach, and he had just escaped to this country. Oh, wow. And took a summer job out there. He was coaching at Birmingham Southern, teaching swimming, diving, tennis, and fencing, which I thought was the coolest thing in the world. Oh, yeah. But he told me that if I worked hard when I was 10, he told me if I worked hard, I could be a national champion, and he told me when I was 12, if we kept up, kept it up, we could make the Olympic team, and um, I believed him, and he was right. He had the experience. I mean, I didn't know. You know, I didn't know. But he he had been there. He knew what he was talking about, and um, it was just a little serendipitous that we joined MBST back in the day. I was going to say serendipitous. I mean, how completely unlikely, you know, for, for y'all's paths to have crossed. That is astounding. Yeah. I, gave I, up, know. I gave up diving after uh, I did a uh, – up at Wald Park, I did a big belly flop off the high dive, and I said, this is not <laughs> oh, for gosh. me. Oh, geez. Yeah, I've done many of those at yeah. Wald Park, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, at what, at what point did you realize, uh, I, I think I've got something special, and I, you, know, you need to – I mean, at what point did the dreams become the Olympics and, and as an actual reality? And when I was 12. No when, I, when I was 12, I qualified for the senior nationals which is a little bit crazy, but um, I got 47th out of 63. I was so excited I could hardly stand it. Oh, wow. But anyway, that's when I finally kind of realized I, I got to go to Europe when I was 11 for an international age group meet. Wow. Age group meet, wow. rather. Um, first time I got to go to Europe, I thought, well, this is fun. I mean, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. So, I mean, it was it was a wonderful it was a wonderful life. It was a wonderful childhood. I don't regret one thing. People used to ask me all the time, "Do you regret giving up a normal childhood?" Which I thought, well, wait, I, this I thought normal. what I was doing was normal. And <laughs> um, but I, I got to do what everybody else did, but I got to do more because I got to travel and do things oh, for that, sure. um, I never could have dreamed of. So yeah, it was. It was just a wonderful, wonderful experience. My mom was actually a diver, and my dad played basketball at Auburn. So, um, so you came from an athletic background, my, yeah. It was um, basically to keep me from ending up in the emergency room about three times a week when I started walking. <laughs> well, uh, hey, I also yep. saw uh, you went to the University of Arizona, and uh, my, uh, my oldest son is, is beginning to look at colleges, and Arizona keeps sending him stuff. Uh, yeah. It looked really pretty. Is that, Was that a great place to go? <laughs> It was a great place to go. I graduated from U of A and in Arizona, so um, it's, it's in Tucson, and I loved it. The, the desert is a very unique place to live. It's, it's quite beautiful. It takes a minute to grow on you because you don't realize that everything blooms. Uh, they only get 11 inches of rain a year, and we can get that in a week, so oh, wow. we, it's a little bit different. Um, but it is, it's a fun place to be, there's no doubt. And there's good sports out there. There's great hiking. There's, oh, my, my gosh, it's the most wonderful place to go on weekend trips. It's, it's not unlike Birmingham. I mean, Alabama, rather, because Birmingham is 
well, I keep saying Birmingham, Alabama is also a great place to live and, and go do great things on the weekends. It's just a little bit different. But, uh, yeah, I would say go out there and check it out. Yeah, we need. I at least want to take a trip and look at it anyhow. So, uh, well, hey, we got to wrap things up, but uh, anything you want to say kind of uh, in closing? Yeah, just um, come up and visit Vulcan. And if you uh, have any questions, you can call me anytime. Come up and visit. I'd love to talk with you all. And um, I just thank you very much for giving us an opportunity to share with you this morning. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, thanks, Jennifer. All right, have a great weekend. Jennifer Chandler. Thank you. Happy Day. Be safe. Yeah, thank you, too. Jennifer Chandler with the Vulcan. Visit Vulcan.com. Go get your tag. And uh, we, it's, it's our own Birmingham Olympian. Well, that, I was about to say, that was incredible. That's the Truett News Radio's first gold medalist. Yeah, uh, Olympic right. gold medalist. That's so exactly uh, right. that was great. And uh, really has. She's been involved with all kinds of stuff over the years. Uh, Alabama Sports Hall of Fame, Lakeshore Foundation, uh, now with Vulcan. And, uh, you know, go to visit Vulcan.com and uh, come out there next Sunday. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, you for know, the birthday, 118, 118 years old. For, for the big man. That's fantastic. That is. Uh, hey, I'm Tony Truitt, Truitt Insurance and Bonding. I'm Brock Murphy with Brock G. Murphy Law Firm. Tony, I saw a funny little uh, uh, blip, I guess. It was on a uh, an app that I follow for Staten Island. I don't know why, I guess, you know, having been to New York for a bunch <laughs> of mission trips. But the New York Port Authority caught a dastardly deed doer yeah yeah this uh, staten island resident had 980 980 toll evasion violations the total bill once he got processed with fees and whatnot sixty four thousand dollars looks like maybe he should have paid the tolls how can they not find this guy because like i just was in you know I've, we've talked about it a yeah. lot i was in florida for yeah. Tampa or tampa for spring break and I missed a toll, and they immediately yeah. send me a picture of, and I owed them four bucks of your face and your. Yeah, your and this guy tag. rolls up sixty something yeah. thousand, and they don't do anything about it. Well, maybe that sixty four thousand went to pay for the system to be able to do that from now on. I God, don't know. Really I, it looks like they didn't uh, didn't apply all the skills they have. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Hey, let me tell you about what we did at Truett this week. Talk uh, to me. Our folks at Truett Insurance and Bonding. It was incredibly busy this week, but. Uh, Builders risk, you know all the oh, yeah. all the contractors out there. But uh, we got a, a new uh, that we're working on, hadn't executed yet. But it also goes back to showing people are still building a lot. Uh, a couple of hotel projects. One was six million, and I think this other one's going to end up being about an eight million dollar oh, project. Good. But good. Uh, one was in Tennessee, and one was more down kind of uh, river region of the state uh, okay. here. But. That's going on. Bid bonds issued a bunch this week: hundred ten thousand, two million, five hundred thousand, three hundred thousand. Nice, we had some nice. jobs uh, doing. We did some license bonds, some probate bonds. Oh, sure. We're working on a a, a labor a mining bond that uh, the state's requiring. The really? Alabama Department of Labor. I've never worked on one of these, but. Uh, interesting stuff yeah well and, we uh, still do a lot of mining here in the state of alabama holy cow uh we wrote a, a non-profit <laughs> this week and another uh auto garage repair place oh, yeah. uh, that's good we missed out on a water system we were working oh, on no. but we fixed a lot of the issues that they had for them but they just yeah. said you know there wasn't enough uh room to move the pricing we even though we were lower was, oh, was not enough to move it's like yeah but we fixed all your yeah, problems yeah, yeah, man yeah, right. you know, uh, you know oh, just yeah. not enough so anyway oh, we're gonna stay on it and try to get yeah. a, come, some of that and uh we got some new home and auto policies this week so that was good uh safeco we're writing a lot with but cincinnati uh on home and auto and travelers so uh, if you need any help with that do it and uh Commercially, all kinds of the contractors from the GCs, uh, all the sub trades, uh, concrete contractors, swimming pool contractors, anybody that owns that, call us. 
Uh, we got dental and medical practice uh, programs for uh, those guys. Uh, everybody's been super competitive on the repair shops for the auto stuff. If you own one of those, basically all of it. But uh, again, super big week. Truett Insurance and Bonding. Let us uh, see if we can help you with your insurance. Yeah, for sure. Check out, uh, as always, do it with Truett. Do it with Truett. And if you want to get in the business or in the business but are thinking of making a change, man, I'd love to talk to you. Give me a holler. Yeah, for sure. Truettinsurance.com. Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, I was looking at Construction Dive. Uh, it's a great little resource for a lot of construction-related stuff. And uh, they were talking about infrastructure items, right? So the Labor Secretary came out and indicated that the big infrastructure act that was passed will start to yield projects projects in six to eight months from now yeah I, I don't understand how it takes that long and then and then there was another article that indicated that cities that are preparing to receive some of these federal funds from the infrastructure act are tapping into or hiring these people called infrastructure coordinators yeah and it seems like maybe that's a position that could be ripe for graft and gra- i mean maybe that's oh. a, yeah but oh. but then they indicated that well it's necessary for coordinating a concept that they're calling dig once so for instance if a uh, if a city has an issue where they've got to upgrade their electrical infrastructure right for underground stuff and at the same time have to upgrade maybe sewer or underground other utilities the idea is let's coordinate that so that we only have to dig across a roadway or whatever one time so that we can make this more efficient. But still, I thought it was interesting that there's this infrastructure coordinator. Finally, Construction Dive talked about uh, on the residential apartment areas that the supply chain delays and the labor shortages, pandemic and a little bit of the uh, Russian-Ukraine war related, are straining the apartment construction deadlines, right? That there's these backlogs and cost overruns related to that that are just crushing the contractors out there, crushing the developers. But another interesting point they made was also crushing the project managers, that there's these groups that get hired to lease out these uh, these spaces. And right now they're having to deal with not a set time that they expect these apartments to come online, but a moving target. And I I can imagine that would be difficult. So really, you know, all the stuff going on affects so many more layers than we think about. Oh man. Uh, it's, there's no way to lock into really a deadline right now. I don't think, uh, because you don't budget. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a challenging, uh, situation with construction right now for sure. But thinking of construction done building company, our friend over there and, uh, Andrew Edwards, our Truett news radio alum, uh, they are getting a new office down in Mobile. They've been over in Saraland is where it's been located, but uh, they are fixing up uh, an old funeral home, and um, uh, they are breathing new life into an old funeral home. How about that? Oh, how, oh yeah. wow. You see what I did? A, yeah, that was a pun. Yeah, but uh, they're going to be at uh, 252 State Street down there, and that's going to be a great place. But congrats to Alan Gustin and Connie and all the folks with Dunn's uh, office down in Mobile. Yeah, that sounds great. Look, uh, we were talking about Eat This, Not That. We've got our next guest on the line, Amber Rebold from The Next Level Chef. We're glad to have her on. Amber, hello. Good morning. Hi. Hey, we're doing great. Thank, thank you so much for coming on with us. This is a this is a treat for us. Yeah, I, listen, absolutely. I, just so you know, we were promoting Jonathan Harrison out of Columbiana when he was on the show. I thought it was a pretty neat deal, and was you know watching the show and covering that. And so I you know came across you being from Texas and the uh, the, the the barbecue and steak background, and saw you know yeah. through following Jonathan that that you had come down to do a a, a, a pop up. Uh, but but so you were on the next level chef i guess is the way i'm introducing this which was uh well tell us about that program sure absolutely and for the record i also tend to promote and endorse chef jonathan harrison also he's one of my 
absolute favorite people um, that I met while doing Next Level Chef, which is uh, the most recent uh, production from Studio Ramsey, which is Gordon Ramsay's group. It aired on Fox um, this January and is now on Hulu. So it is uh, a brand new concept. It was the first season. It was the number one show in primetime. So they're actually casting for season two now. But it was basically um, professional chefs against social media stars and home chefs alike. And it was fun to watch. Fun to watch. Yeah, Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, this is Tony. Let me ask you, I mean, how did you find out about that this was happening and in development? And, you know, how did you get involved with it on the front end? I've always been interested in all the reality shows of how does that work? Very, you know, it's different. It's a different path for everyone. Um, For me, I had been in contact with a casting director previously who had tried several times to work with me on projects that didn't work out. They just discovered me on social media. Okay. So even though I I wasn't considered a social media star, she had stumbled across me for another project. Now, Chef Jonathan Harrison, a lot of his friends and family had come across this somehow and were sending it to him, urging him to apply. Ah, So I know he and I had kind of different paths. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Well, the, 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 so eventually y'all go through and you get cast on the show and, uh, next level chef. I mean, it, uh, it had a lot of layers, right? So there's, there's three different mentors. It was, and by the way, as you pointed out, uh, R- R- Ramsey production, what an enterprise he's put together generally. Is that not the case? My goodness. He's got like 14 <laughs> or 15 shows. Gosh almighty. Well, he's, he's one of the mentors obviously. Uh, but in addition to that, you had a uh, Naisha Arrington, right? Um, yes, that yeah. was my mentor. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you had Richard Blaze as well. So you you got yeah. you guys got drafted by each of those mentors, correct? It was very much like a draft. Uh, <laughs> it was kind of like you went to the combines, showed what you had, <laughs> and then somebody picked you up. Yeah, right. Well, now you ended up on Team Naisha, correct? I did, and then Jonathan was on Team Blaze. So we actually didn't get to cook together much on the show. Um, but we were across the hall in the hotel and bonded oh, that's through great. van rides and glances. <laughs> yeah, well, I figured that would probably happen. I mean, and, and now listen, I, I guess now that you're a reality show alum, um, maybe you've spoken with other people on other shows. It, is it? Con- it seems like you guys were really, really closely bonded. I mean, I know, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Mariah Scott, who was from, from his team, Team Blaze, I know he yeah. came down and cooked with Jonathan recently. And uh, I know P- Piet, who won, and she was from your team, but it looks like you guys really do keep in touch. It looks like a strong bond was created. It's unique. I have talked to people from other shows like Hell's Kitchen. Um, there's like this weird little, I don't <laughs> want to call it a support group because no one's traumatized, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but there is kind of this little network that happens. And everyone has said repeatedly that there's something really unique and special about this cast as far as how close and supportive we are of each other. We don't know if that was because of the format of the show or if casting just really had some secret sauce, but it is, um, Chef Arrington has told me how unique it is um, for us to have this bond. So it's really special to us. Yeah. And apparently is actually very unique in the reality TV world. Oh, wow. Yeah. Amber, let me ask you, uh, kind of what's, you know, what's the path from here? I mean, you, you got on this show and, you know, tons of people got to see you and find out about you. You got idiots from Birmingham calling you, asking <laughs> you to be on a radio show, you know. I mean, you know, where, where do you go from here? Do you try to be on another show or uh, oh. what are your goals? 
You know, personally for me, I think that's the goal for most people. Um, everyone had a little bit slightly different motivation. Some people wanted restaurants, cookbooks, TV. I personally, and I know the same for John, um, would love to do TV again. That being said, I one thing I'm proud of myself for was I went into this experience with the tempered expectation and simple hope of having an amazing life experience yeah. and seeing if I could accrue more amazing life experiences from there. I, I promised myself not to be attached to an outcome that could ever lead to disappointment after having such a beautiful experience. Oh, yeah. So for me, um, I've just been grateful, truly, as cliche as it sounds, grateful for every day. I'm doing something later today I wouldn't have done without it. And to me, all of those little moments, make the whole thing a worthy success well, it sounds like you're keeping in the moment mission accomplished several times i, I yeah it, it, I, I saw your posts when you left uh, birmingham and, and and could tell that that experience coming oh. down to uh, columbiana really kind of touched your heart which you know was among the, the reasons that i reached out it was uh it was it was sweet and fun and, and as a, a, a person who lives in birmingham and, and had you know followed your all story it was uh intriguing to see how birmingham apparently captured a little bit of you Oh my, a lot of me. I mean, I was looking at real estate for a second. There was, it's, I, I, I go places and I have friends from all over and I often get the sales pitch of moving places. Alabama, uh, I have friends from Mobile. I have friends from Columbiana now. I have friends from Birmingham. Alabama is the first place I've been in a long time that I went, you know what? This has all the ingredients of the perfect cake. Like, I fell in love with the people, with the food, with the scenery, with the culture. Um, and Alabama was so good to me during the show. It was like you guys had adopted me as your own because of my friendship with John. Oh, wow. And that told me everything I needed to know about who Alabama is. <laughs> well, that's great to hear. I, I, now, Jonathan, did you write? I mean, it looks like you guys had a fun time at Lay Lake and you, yeah. you hit Shea Fon Fon and, and some other places around. It looked like you hit a, a, a real neat, uh, I can't remember if it was a market or something um, around Columbiana, but, but he really showed you some unique places. Yeah, we went to um, a really cool Southern Organics uh, little farm so that I could yeah. get my little tiny edible flowers for spring rolls. We did go to Chez Fonfon, which was uh, quite the experience. We went to probably <laughs> eight different grocery stores, but he's an excellent tour guide. If the whole thing doesn't work out, which it will, he's pretty good at putting together an experience. Well, now, uh, what you guys did here was, a you called it a pop-up, but it looked like it had several yeah. different uh, uh, course meals for people who went, to, I think it was at the 4-H club, I guess, for, for, for size yeah. and capacity. But one thing that caught my eye was a black pepper balsamic strawberry thing that you put together. I'm so glad you liked that. Yeah, oh. that's a really, um, that's a surprising dish, and that's kind of what I go for. That's my thing, is something that visually looks like something you've had a bunch of times. And then when you try it, your brain's ready for that. <laughs> Get something else. That black pepper balsamic strawberry shortbread. Yeah. It's basically a biscuit with uh, what looks like strawberry syrup. But there is things like vanilla extract um, that's the usual suspect. And then things like balsamic vinegar and black pepper that kind of take you somewhere else with a Thai basil whipped cream. Oh, wow. So it's all just something familiar that all of a sudden is very different so your your brain is scratching its head wondering what's going on is that right i love doing that it's my <laughs> favorite you know i do spicy brownies and and people take a bite and go mm, brownie and then 10 seconds or late, later they're like 
is this spicy or am I crazy? Yeah. <laughs> well, now, if I'm not I'm mistaken, like, no, didn't you put some of that spicy. on some French French toast, too? So, yeah, we're big on the anti-food waste. The show itself was what they called a no-waste set, um, okay. which means that anything we didn't use was donated. John and I are both real big no-waste. So, you know, after the event, there was some of that left over. The next day, we repurposed it. I made some uh, French toast. He was making a frittata with leftover veggies, but I did. I, I cooked those down a little further with that um, eagle syrup y'all have. Okay. Which I had never come across before, but I cooked it down some more with that and made a syrup out of it for French toast, and that didn't hurt anyone's feelings. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd like I'd like a serving of that right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not a bad time for it. <laughs> that, that beat my piece of leftover pizza I had before I came up here. Ooh, that's pretty hard to beat, though. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's that's true. Well, yeah. Well, gosh, Amber, I, um, we're we're excited about the, you know these opportunities for you to uh, to 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 go on with television. I mean, is that something where you'd like to? When you say that, does that mean you'd like to eventually like host a program or something like that? Oh, that's the yeah. ultimate dream. Yeah. Yes, sir. That yeah. is. Uh, I used to in Austin, Texas host a music series uh, online. I hosted a sports series on my. I love. What you guys do, I love talking to people, I love hosting, I love seeing if I can maybe entertain somebody a little bit. That's the ultimate dream. Yeah. Uh, I am starting to host online cooking classes. Yeah. So I'm kind of dipping my toes in the water. Um, I'm actually doing one, if I can mention it, because... Yes, I, I um, saw this. Please one, do, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a class um, on Tuesday, June 7th where all proceeds are going to go to the families in Uvalde, Texas. That's very yeah. close to where I grew up. Oh, wow. And it's not a political thing. It's just let's see if we can yeah. um, sure. help these families. Oh, uh, absolutely. Can you imagine? Life. Yes. I just imagine the trauma, right? Yeah, I, I saw that you posted that, liked it this morning, and I'm, I'm glad you're doing that. Thank so, you. So definitely, if uh, anybody listening, please join the virtual cooking class. And uh, the, what a yeah. fantastic purpose for those proceeds. Yeah. That's awesome. Amber, we got to wrap up. Uh, anything you want to say to before we shut it down? Yeah, I would love to, again, just say that, you know, calling in from Texas, Alabama is definitely my second home. <laughs> and I just want to say thank y'all as an entire state and culture for being who you are and being so warm. Um, I sing your praises far and wide. So just thank you guys for being so uh, lovely. Well, hey, remember this. Gordon Ramsay may have 15 shows, but he hasn't been on Truett News Radio. That's right. He hasn't. I'm telling you, it's going to go on my wall. There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, have a great weekend, and thanks so much for joining us. Yeah. Of course. Thank you all so much. Have a good one. See you, Amber. Yeah, Amber Rebold. Bye. From Next Level Chef, she calls herself the Sauce Boss Queen on That's the awesome. Instagram page. But what a what a fun what a fun personality! And uh, you know, I I knew that she had you know really enjoyed Alabama from her time with Jonathan. But uh, you know, what a, what a neat endorsement for the yeah, state. I was say, and, and what a fantastic personality, really. Yeah, yeah. She would be great on the hosting stuff. No uh, doubt. How about this? May twenty eighth, eighteen sixty three. The first black regiment, the fifty four Mass, uh, left Boston to fight in the Civil War. That's the oh, wow. Uh, if you ever saw the movie Glory, that's what that's based yeah. on. It's one of my favorite movies. Oh, wow. Uh, that scene, like, before they go into battle, you know, at the fort in South Carolina where they're yeah. all around the camp talking, and uh, Denzel Washington and uh, Morgan Freeman and all. Just awesome movie. Yeah. Uh, but that happened uh, today 1863. in 1863. Wow. Uh, what else? This was uh, interesting to me. Uh, May 28th, 1431. Yes, this is crazy. Jonah
Joan of Arc was yeah. accused of relapsing into heresy. By, <laughs> yeah. uh, she was wearing men's clothing again. So oh, this was boy. the second time. Heresy. So that justified uh, being able to execute her. Oh, Lord. Put on, put on some jeans or whatever it was. And they said, man, that's it. Yeah, yeah, you're done. You're that's, out. That's a heresy. Hey, uh, yesterday in 1919, kind of going back to uh, the, the military concept, uh, in 1919, the first transatlantic flight was completed. It was a naval flying boat. 1919. You know how long it took for that transatlantic flight to occur? What's that? 11 days. Yeah. 11 yeah. days. Go back and look at some of the flying oh. times from like uh, London to Australia. Yeah. It's insane. Now, I mean, to put things into perspective, the Wright brothers first flew for seconds in 1903. So this is 16 years later yeah. and there's already a naval flying boat. Yeah. And it, and it, again, it takes 11 days, but by golly, it pulls off the, the, the feat of crossing the Atlantic. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Man, I, I saw this and was interested by it. The ad market has expanded for the 14th this straight month. Advertising yeah. spend uh, it, it has uh, risen over 60% over the April 2020 low. So during the, yeah, I guess yeah. that was the beginning of the pandemic. Is that right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah when everyone's freaking yeah, out. Yeah, so everybody shut it down then. But uh, it's up 4.3% from April a year ago. But digital media continued to expand faster than traditional media. Yeah. Uh, it's 56% share of the total ad spend. So everybody's putting money in digital ads now, yeah. which makes sense. Uh, you know, newspapers and magazines are still taking it in the teeth as far as, as – Oh, uh, can you imagine how yeah, people are doing it? It's uh, a lot of that's been devastated, but you know that's that's the way it is in the marketplace. Yeah, listen, you uh, you had an interesting report. We we talked about the Hard Rock Hotel taking yeah. over the Mirage property yeah. in Las Vegas, right? Now I remember the last time I was in Las Vegas, the Mirage was brand new, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, you had an interesting update, man. You know, well, we talked about it. Hard Rock bought that property, uh, I think from MGM for over a billion dollars. Oh, okay. Incredible. So, uh, but they're, and they're planning to build the, you know, the big guitar shaped hotel that sure. Hard Rock is known for. Uh, but to do it, yeah. they're going to have to take out the volcano that's at the Mirage, which has been, you know, and the needle scratches the record. Yeah. Wait, and what? so everybody said, man, that's one of the iconic things on the strip out there. Yeah, so a sure. group apparently is banding together and getting petitions and all this but they're trying to say that is a historic monument the volcano that's what is that maybe 30 years i was old, gonna say 30, maybe 30 years old years old yeah. uh so it's good they're trying to make it a historic place so you couldn't tear it down to do this uh so we'll see what happens with that but i think it's pretty interesting that you could say that uh that the volcano is the uh, is, is a historic yeah, monument. Yeah, for Not sure. an old building or anything like that. Well, I'm hearing some music in the background. Yeah. Hey, real quick, I was going to say uh, congrats to uh, my friend Al Schlosser, who uh, he and his uh, pup, Lily, participated in the U.S. Canine Biathlon, which Good I didn't heavens. even know existed. That was last weekend over at Nakalula Falls in Gadsden. Uh, but, man, I didn't know these things, but you got hurdles and rivers Jeez. and all to cross. So interesting. That? Well, listen, I'm Brock Murphy with the Brock G. Murphy Law Firm. Give me a shout at 205-313-6360. And I'm Tony Truitt, Truitt Insurance and Bonding. Love to work with you on your insurance. Hey, uh, did you know that kangaroos can jump over 27 feet in one bound? That's almost a first down each leap. Did you know that in July 1945, a 20-year-old woman named Betty Lou Oliver survived a 75-floor plunge in Whoa. an elevator after the Empire State Building was struck by a B-25 bomber in a thick fog? No, I didn't know that. Good grief. She's living right. Did you know starfish have no brain, no blood, no central nervous system, but somehow eyes in their arms? Uh, how about this? Back, Did you know back in the 18th century, one way of trying to get rid of a headache, abdominal pain, or even the common cold was to undergo a tobacco smoke enema? Oh. My dad said he'd rather have the cold. Holy cats. 
My final one, did you know a grizzly bite is strong enough to smash a bowling ball? How about that? Yeah. Uh, well, hey, uh, everybody stick around. Listen yeah. to Jim Butters. Jim Butters is coming up. He uh, we just got pulled a, up. We got a ton of uh, good stuff going on this weekend, too. So, Absolutely. Uh, Happy Memorial Day to everybody. Thank you to John Bird for being on here. Johnny Check Bird. us out on Instagram. And listen, Birmingham will see. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the holiday.